Genre. Hi everyone, welcome to a special episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. I'm Scott Tofty, your host. Uh, I want to bring you up to speed on a few things that happened before we get into this episode. Uh, you might be aware that the Movies by Minutes community at large is uh, just that. It is very large, and every year they've gotten in the habit of having uh, a, a convention of sorts, an in-person gathering where people who make Movies by Minute podcasts will come together and talk to each other and have, you know dinners and go out and grab some drinks and we'll do panel discussions and things like that well we were supposed to have one in philadelphia this year and for obvious reasons it got canceled so it was moved to a virtual event dubbed movies by minutes at home uh and you know unfortunately the ninja turtles minute crew has never been able to attend these in-person events but the virtual event they got us they asked us if we wanted to be part of a panel discussion and we said heck yeah man we'd love to we've wanted to go to these things for a long time it was supposed to be in philly this year which is where adam and rachel reside uh so that was going to be a super cool thing hopefully we get to do that in 2021 anyway but for now i want to present you guys with our panel discussion that we recorded hosted by the wonderful travis bow who uh really did his homework and and did a great job moderating this thing and 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 keeping us all in line uh <laughs> And listen, moderating is a hard job. If we've learned nothing else this year, we've learned that, right? All right, so here it is. Here is the 2020 Movies by Minutes at Home Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute panel hosted by Travis Bow. Let's go for it! Well, welcome. My name is Travis Bow. You may remember me from such TMNT Minute episodes as Therapeutic Roof Karate, The Bridge Book of Ninja Fighting, and We Don't Need No Sneaking Axes. Yes. Uh, but this is this is a TMNT minute at home. Um, right off the bat, I want to thank some people for making this all a reality. Uh, uh, Johnny Powers for setting up, you know, the whole uh, MXM at home event, and of course Jonathan Howell for uh, the tech of the app, as it were, and of course Pete and Alex over at Star Wars Minute for the whole movies by minutes format uh, at, at the start of it. Um, so uh, I've been to uh, all three of the previous live uh, movies by minutes meetups, you know, Chicago, Denver, and Portland. And each time I've heard someone say, you know, that they, they wish that TMNT minute could be there. Um, although I can't remember if you guys were uh around for Chicago. So maybe not that long ago, but uh, still people wanted, you know, you know, to get to know you guys um, at these meetups. So uh, that was why, you know, when Johnny put this together, that was my initial idea was to reach out to you guys and try to set something up. So that's kind of how this came about. Um, but, you know, no further ado, I'd love to welcome uh, the hosts of TMNT Minute. You know them, of course, but Scott Tofty, Adam and Rachel, and Chris O'Connor. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. So excited. Uh, I recognize so many names in my little Zoom boxes here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> putting, putting names to faces. Yeah. Zoom box. People I've, I've had on the show or people I've written music for. So hi, everybody. <laughs> Oh, I forgot we have the little chat and uh, Johnny's saying applause and applause. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we wanted to go to the last 
couple of movies by minute at home is I think we, we were, you know, in existence for the last two. And the, it always came up in our little group chat that like, oh, man, yeah. not on the West Coast or somewhere in the middle of the country. Yeah. Get to yeah. it. Wouldn't it be cool if they came to Philly or New York? And then, yeah. Oh, so and then, Adam and Rachel were like, we're going to have everyone over to our house. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And then COVID. So <laughs> Miss Rona had to ruin everything. <laughs> so it's it's awesome to be involved and uh we're we're just hoping that people are uh in, enjoying what we have to say and enjoying our show and you know we hope we're doing honor to the format and travis thank you for for approaching us and for hosting this shindig oh, my pleasure thank you for asking me to be the host <laughs> um uh i was first... against it so i just honor to the what's format. that <laughs> i said i was vehemently against you hosting this i was overruled <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, we we coun't afford Robbie Wrist, so ah, yeah. yeah, we can't um, afford a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that perfectly sort of ties into to one of my first questions. Um, you guys have you know, uh, one of the things that has stood out to me about your show is the the amount of I don't want to call them ce- not all celebrity guests, but professional guests. Um, that you guys have had. And I know uh, Jim O'Kane over at the, you know, Apollo 13 minute and every other podcast has a, he's got a method of bribing people with uh, a headset mic. Like you'll, you ship them a, a free headset mic um, so that they don't have to worry about, uh, you know, tech setup. Um, and that helps get some of the guests that he's had on the show. So, and I've used that method and it does work. So uh, can you guys kind of talk about, uh, speak to some of the challenges you've had or some of the eases that you've had with reaching out to these people and getting, getting them on the show. Good to know about that headset might think Scott, Mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta tuck that away into your bag of tricks. I never thought Uh, of (laughs) the guy who does it all. uh, There you go, Scott. There's another arrow in your proverbial quiver. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We've done, we've done some serious backflips on getting the audio to work with some of these interviews. Like Mm -hmm. like some people would be like, I'll do it, but it's gotta be a phone call. And it's like, Okay, we have to figure out a way to make that work. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'm gonna call through my rotary phone, and like you have to record it somehow. From England, so yeah, from England. Yeah, the, right. The that, f- that Skype call from England was a lot of fun. Yeah, the first interview that we got was Partners in Crime. I think that was the very first. Yeah. And literally, I just reached out to them on Twitter. Reached out to uh, Rich on Twitter. And he was like, heck yeah, I'll come on and gave us a, an astoundingly good interview was super talkative and super into it really wanted to like, just just be involved. And I think he even sat in for a couple of minutes if I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I think he's the only guest that's done that so far. Um, and he's he's become like a friend. Like, yeah. I, like I, I think I think Scott, you and Rich have hung out a few times. We, since then. We've gotten together once or twice, and we text each other fairly regularly now. So Rich nice. is Rich is good people, man. And Rich is like a, an emergency responder. He's he's like he's a really really good dude. Um, and he's involved with all the other people that are involved with the movie. Like he knows Judith Hogue. He knows Ernie Reyes. He knows Vanilla. Like he knows all these people. Nice. Um, I have not milked that connection. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Don't don't. So Steve Barron, the director of the film, which I think, no offense to Rich, was the first most exciting interview we got, guys, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest uh, up to that point. It was like the week before Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it was... I think it was was actually Boxing Day. I think it was the day after Christmas. Oh, yeah. It was the day after Christmas. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was at my mom's house and I had to I had to do I was using my cell phone to get on the call and I was in a closet. Yeah, I was at my dad's house, the basement I grew up in. Um, sorry, I was in the ba- the my ba- house I grew up in in my dad's basement. I, do- I didn't grow up in a basement. Um, <laughs> and had to like jury rig a recording setup out of nothing. I had like I used a sock for a windscreen like propped up. <laughs> Like, set up pliers like with it was really it was you should have seen it it was very macgyvered and adam i think we were like in between family like holiday parties yeah like we had one later that day i think we had one previously that day yeah it's like it's like we have to go home jump on this skype call and then we'll be back yeah, it was yeah. Like, yeah. I, I i distinctly remember like like sort of popping my head out of the closet and like shouting down to people it's like can you keep the kids down and they're all playing with their nerf guns and like running past the closet well, like keep them away i'm talking to the director in england it's a reoccurring theme because it's the first of three interviews that i've had to do at my dad's house over some sort of holiday and every time I would bring progressively more gear home, but like Steve skyped in, I don't think he had a microphone. He phone called in, and our internet was crap. Yeah, he didn't. He yeah. didn't even use Skype. He just made a phone call he to called, our Skype. He had Skype, and I he called like a Skype phone number, and we patched that in with a like I literally had like RCA cables, like jury rigged, like, <laughs> like 1990, like plugged this into that, and the output of this, and the input of that one, like. Um, I think there was a VCR involved somewhere. Uh, and if, if you listen to the interview, there there were moments where we couldn't hear him and he was giving us really great stuff. And we just had to like go, uh-huh. I hope he's finished yeah. talking because we're going to jump yeah. in here. Oh, man. What you did there. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, uh, apart from like just reaching out to partners in crime, like another thing that you've been doing and really successful at is just like from our from our Turtles Minute like Instagram and Twitter is just following all these people who worked on the movie and like, like this, yeah. that. just kind of like reply to things and start up little bits of conversation and just pay attention when they like something we post. Yeah. That's, that's I know, worked uh, out really well. I have like a form letter that I, I modify <laughs> that I send out via direct messages on Twitter and Instagram to people. And some people were really responsive. Like we got, uh, I think Robbie wrists agent reached out to us. Nice. Cool. John Dupre, uh, uh, the guy who runs Nostalgic Nebula, uh, I think, God, I want to say it's like in Texas or California, I can't remember, somewhere away, gave me John Dupre's information and we got in touch with him. That was another phone call, but that was, to this day, my favorite interview. Scott, um, I believe it's Scott Duprez. Yes, it's Duprez. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes kills me. Um, Kim Dawson and Bobby Herbeck, the producer and the writer of the first movie we got through on Twitter. They've been super support. We actually, they, they, they had originally invited us to host their San Diego comic-con panel. And then I think ended up giving them a different moderator, which it was uh, the old turtle den, I think, which is great. Like another super popular Ninja Turtles YouTube page. So can't even complain. They had probably had a way bigger following than we did, but, uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we just reach out on Twitter and Instagram. Like, we, I cold call, call people, yeah. and they either respond or they don't. You know, we, there are some people that have agreed to interviews that haven't, you know, scheduled materialized, yeah, kind of fallen off the face of the planet. And I try to mm. stop bugging them because I don't want to be that guy. And then there's other people who like every single post we make <laughs> and then Caso answer a direct message, like Ernie Reyes. Yeah, yeah. But Mark Caso is another one. Mark Caso, yeah. Sure, he's a sweet dude, but like just. Does, apparently he doesn't check his DMs, so that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking at the chat here. Uh, it looks like Blake said he's not used to listening to us not at two times speed. 
You want to? <laughs> Please don't do that. Well, if you'd like me to talk faster, <laughs> I can definitely so talk faster. I don't know that I'm necessarily going to be able to say anything cogent, but I can always talk faster. Yeah, but we've been, we've been really lucky in the guests that we've gotten. And, you know, most of them, Francois Chow, like we got people yeah. I would never have thought of and gave us amazing interviews. Robbie was amazing. John Dupre was amazing. Like uh, Kim and Bobby were like all these people were fantastic. They're just so nice. And I got to meet Robbie shortly after we talked to him at a convention he did here in Pennsylvania. Uh, so that, it's it's been really cool just getting to getting to meet people who were involved with this project and like kind of become friends with some of these people. It's it's yeah. wild. Well, Robbie invited me and Chris because Chris wasn't able to make that interview for some reason, and he actually just invited Chris on his podcast. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Who does that? That's so cool. What a nice Still guy. waiting for my invite. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't mention before, uh, please to the, to the viewers, listeners we have in the chat right now, yeah, feel free to submit questions in there. I'll be pulling some um, from there as we go. Um, but, uh, and to answer Rob Lomley's question, yes, I did put on a host jacket for this. Nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, what uh which one piece of ninja turtles media is each of your favorite out of like comic book series cartoons movies video games like what one piece stands out to you as you know your favorite version of tmnt media uh chris you make me go first. I usually like to think about these things, but on the fly, uh, not having watched them in a long time and wanting to show them to my son, like I've been looking at the, the DVD box set on Amazon and like itching to pull the trigger, but like the old, the old, uh, the first, the first cartoon. Um, and, and like, I seem to have like the softest or at least the most clogged part of my heart for the Burger King Kids Club uh, <laughs> episodes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I'd, I'd like to get my hands on those, show them to my kids, um, and then probably have those rose-colored glasses like shattered right off my face because as much as I think back on them very fondly, probably not that great. The first season of that is actually really good, and it's not until like after it's ten that seasons. Right, but that initial like five or eight episode run that was like the yeah. is astounding. It's great, and then it kind of for a while. But yeah, your kids go, and you're gonna oh, love yeah. them. Uh, Adam, what about you? Um, I mean. I, I've fallen in love with the IDW comic series. Um, I think they've done an amazing job of kind of connecting a lot of the outlying threads of the, the Turtles universe and, and kind of making one cohesive story. Ow. And specifically, the, the, the current run right now, um, since issue 100, um, where Sophie Campbell's taken the helm, she's been doing an absolutely amazing job with this, with this series. And I've, I've just been all in on it. Another person we got to talk to. Yeah. yeah. Another friend of the show. And we'll hopefully get to talk to more about other things. But <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Sophie. Uh, Rachel, what about you? Um, I think the 2012 series. Because it, it took a lot of the things from the original series that I loved and like turned it up to 11. Mm-hmm. Like every character is so realized and they're so unique and wonderful and it, that was great that's the yeah. nickelodeon cartoon series yeah yeah the nickelodeon right show cool 
Yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching that with the kids. Like, I, we started, like, we watched, like, the first two episodes, and then my wife was like, too much fighting! So <laughs> I guess we have to wait a little bit. <laughs> it does the violence very well in that show. Um, before I answer, I have to tell Susan. Susan Hill asked, what is worse, too many uhs or too many likes in a podcast? <laughs> I'm going to vote for uh. And then I'm also going to say that we started by editing those out really heavily, and then towards the middle of last season, I was just like, yeah, screw it. So we're we're now teenage uh, mutant uh, ninja like turtle minute podcast. If you can't if you can't handle me at my like uh, you don't deserve me at my whatever a good version of that is. Um, but I love the '90s movie, man. I you can see back here. I'm getting my like NECA box set turtles all up Ooh. on thing there. I just think it's the most it perfect blend of like the tone of the original Mirage comic and some of the humor from the 87 series. And it does like the, it makes them seem like real, like people more than any other series that I've seen. Like if you, I feel like they're people I know, like they aren't over the top personalities. They're dialed in just right for each of the turtles and Casey and April is great. Judith Hogue is just phenomenal in that movie. Um, so that's what I would say. The nineties film. Right on. Or the 89 film, I guess, if you want to be technical when they made it. <laughs> It's the 90 film for <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what about uh, like, what's the secret origin of TMNT minute? You know, I know most of you got together on uh, uh, geek by night doing voices and working on that together. Is that how you all met it? Where did it go from that to deciding, okay, we're going to do TMNT minute. Well, go ahead, Chris, you can do so it. So before we went on to TMNT Minute, we had another podcast that I don't think it's up anywhere, is it? Like No, it's it's it's, it's gone from the internet. It's Let's, gone from the internet. Like I keep searching for it and I'll find like Stitcher or like you know various like pages that list it, but then it's not there. Can we go back though? Because I think Brits, you and I first met on Buffy Between the Lines. True. Right. So I was doing a vampire voice on that. You were Xander on Buffy. That's right. That's right. Um, were you involved in that? What? Were you involved in Buffy Between the Lines? No, no. I, I was aware of it, but I was not involved. So Rachel came in on Geek by Night. Yeah. So Corelli reached out to me during the very first iteration of that show because I was friends with him. I became friends with him through his other, uh, that first podcast he did. And like we were chatting and he's like, I've got this project. So that's how he and I became friends. He got me to audition and that's how I got involved with Geek by Night. Yeah. And then after Geek by Night, what Chris was talking about is we did this show called Shredded Cereal, <laughs> uh, which was a, we would take, God, it was, we started with Buffy. We watched like the, no, yeah. we, did we start with Buffy or did we start yep. with, uh, oh, then we did. Okay. I think we did Buffy and we would watch like the, what do we like? Like the best of Buffy. We'd pick like our, I don't know, yeah. episodes or something. But and, it would, and, like we would watch and along and comment. It was a live commentary, like a mystery science theater kind of thing, which sounds good, except like who's going to turn that on in their car and listen to it. No, so nobody, nobody. And then there'd be like 30 seconds of silence while we're watching something on screen. I did love that we used the Mario Kart like uh, Ready Set Go for press play on your on your you know DVD. <laughs> um, so good, like the the ten best and ten worst episodes of Next Generation. I think yes, yeah. that was also fun. 
Um, and then a couple of holiday specials. Yeah, movie commentaries. There. I think we did Batman Returns as one of them. Yeah. Batman Returns, oh, wait, it's not up anywhere, but you still have it. And every once in a while, I listen to it, and it's just so much fun. <laughs> and then, I guess the movie, we saw Star Wars Minute, and I heard about that peripherally. It was really mm-hmm. when Pirelli did um, Back to the Future Minute. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that was kind of going. I was like, man, this is a cool idea. We should do one. I bet no one's done Ninja Turtles because nobody mm-hmm. likes Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, yeah, Scott, you approached me about that. And I'm like, I have to bring Adam into this because yeah. <laughs> I, I heard about the idea and then I bullied my way in. I, yeah. was like, nice. I was like, there's no way you can expect me to be quiet in this house <laughs> while you're recording that podcast without me. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bye, honey. I'm going to go re- record yeah. my Turtles thing. Plus, we have to have four of us. So yeah, you need to have four. So and uh, Scott, Scott and I uh, recorded a pilot for a wrestling podcast, and never went further than that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Prior, so about that, we should go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Do you need another podcast, Scott? Is that something we need? I'm trying to figure out a way to make this my job. Teaching is. Ugh. So uh, if I can get into this for money, let's do that. <laughs> we should for we should money. make a list. We should make a list of all the failed projects we have between us collectively. Because I have at least three. I not- still have the or I still have the domain for Bloodsport Minute. Oh yeah. Well, we're still gonna do Airheads at some point, I think, Adam. Yeah. Nice. Push to the back burner with all these other things, and then we did up from below, like Ralph Atanasia. Yeah. And his buddy Sean brought us his buddy Sean, and he's like, "Hey, you guys ever played like RPGs?" And I was like. No. They're like, do you want to? Sure. Mm-hmm. You want to record it? Yeah. So now that's a thing. And there may be a spinoff podcast based on that. Oh, nice. I definitely want to talk about Up From Below. Um, we're, what, six, five or six episodes in? Seven. 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 Yeah, I think seven um, went live today. Okay. And we have exactly and- that many episodes of finished artwork. So that's... <laughs> well, it is a fantastic listen. Um, I, I'm not a... I'm not familiar enough with the kind of the role play side of it to know all the rules, but it's a, uh, it's really great to listen to it and it's just done just really well. I'm, I'm very um, impressed by how you guys are putting that together. Well, thank you. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun work. Yeah. It was a great thing to do <laughs> when everyone's world shut down. Yeah. It kind of, it, it came to us at the right time and uh uh, Ralph is just endlessly entertaining and he was always such a great guest on Turtles Minute and to have him another person who's become like a friend of the show like we've hung right. out with him, um to have him come to us and be like hey I want to do this with you guys was was pretty cool and then yeah, I was I was excited just from the jump just just when he asked us to do it I was like oh my god that is all this is already a big deal like even if it was just us <laughs> playing this game with him and we weren't recording it like that was kind of already a big deal for me well and that was sort of the initial plan i don't think we were talking about like podcasting it until they kind of we had a discussion and we're like we should just record this and see what yeah. happens and then you got really carried away the <laughs> original score with him still writing like yeah yeah like you did that like within a couple of hours of like our our first recording session like i think you sent us the first bits of music like the next day I don't remember. That sounds like something I would do, though. <laughs> and we were just like, wait, what? We, we toyed with the idea of doing Foley work on top of it. And then that's <laughs> kind of that was that was the part where we were like, all right, we have we have to drop one element of this production. We can't just keep going. Yeah. 
Um, Adam, uh, Rob Lumbly wants to know, is Adam wearing a Cactus Jack shirt? Indeed. <laughs> nice. If, mean, it's, if it's Movies by Minute Philly, I got to rep the, uh, the Cactus Jack. Can I also point out my collection of wrestling Hasbro? <laughs> I saw him sitting down there. Yeah. <laughs> All but your this, little wrestle guys. I mean, you can point at him, but we can't see him. Yeah, I, I, I've actually, I've, I've shown up at parties that I didn't know were Halloween parties wearing this shirt in a red flannel and, and like waiting to get in the party going like, oh shit, this is a Halloween party and I didn't know. And then someone's <laughs> like, awesome Cactus Jack costume. I'm like, all right, fine. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, from, uh, from Joshua Stevens over on the Facebook uh, group. He, uh, he sent in uh, several questions. Um, any chance that you may tackle the animated movies, Turtles Forever and Batman versus TMNT? Um, so as of right now, the only planned movies by minute, we, we sort of take it one season at a time, right? So like yeah. we weren't 100% certain we were going to do season two until we finished season one. And we are just still kind of kicking the ball, getting things ready for season three. There are no plans beyond that right now. However, um, we have discussed, if nothing else, doing like a like a common not a commentary, but like a, a reaction, sort of just an episode about those things. Um, yeah, I think I'd like to get John and Niall involved in the Batman and uh, uh, yeah and Turtles crossover. Definitely. I think with with movies by minute, it just takes, and you guys all know, it takes so much time. <laughs> yeah, that, that like if. It, everyone needs to like a hundred percent want to be on board and we can't even think that far ahead. So, I mean, maybe we might, I wouldn't hedge bets on it just like I probably wouldn't hedge too many bets on the Michael Bay movies, but uh, who yeah. knows? I'm really intrigued with this, the, the, the Netflix stuff, what that's going to turn out to be um, or this uh, Seth Rogen one. So right. those are, the, that is the Netflix one. Isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. I was, yes. Yeah. I'm going to call it, a hundred different things about it <laughs> um but who knows we, we, we ninja. Not. <laughs> yes we will and also no we won't so <laughs> perfect answer uh josh also asks uh he says you know the cast of tmnt 90 recently did a table reading but i'm very interested in listening to you guys doing so not a question i know but just wanted to let you know uh, there is still some interest in doing that. So, and uh, it definitely, I was, I was part of the, uh, the bat minute, you know, table read for the 84 script that never got made. And it is a lot of fun. It's, it's definitely one of those things you can kind of put together as a hiatus special or sort of thing, but I don't I know if there are. Hard... It's, Sorry. it's been really hard yeah. uh, nailing yeah. down a copy of that script. Yeah. Okay. Well, and we had talked about doing just that. Mm. And I think after we, talk to Robbie I think that right after that interview and it went so well we were like we should do a table read and I bet you he would do it I know Rich Usher partners in crime is is dying to be the shredder in something <laughs> <laughs> um so I would love to do it but like Rachel and Adam said it's we've I've I've almost been begging for copies of this I literally wrote an email to Kim Dawson like hey yeah. by the way, if you have a copy of the script and you'd want to photocopy it or send it to me and I'll cut like whatever. And he was just like, uh, busy bye. Yeah. 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 And that's also kind of the cool thing about up from below is that you're able to, to, you're building something that is, you know, you guys are creating it in the Canon. It, 
you know, as the fifth season. So it's, it's really cool to kind of, you're doing, you're doing that with all the production value and, you know, it, uh, losing my point here, but you know, it, it, it's kind of like doing a script read, but you're doing it from a, for original material. So, and there's been a couple people who have, even said like, man, we, would you guys write this? Could you make it a comic mm-hmm. book? Could you, t- could you turn it into a, like a, a live script? I'm like, that's, it's so much work. Sean Jaffe, our game, bye Chris, Sean Jaffe, our game master did a great, great job at putting this story together. And yeah. without spoilers, like it, it gets better in the back nine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We, uh, we really take advantage of, uh, Sean has this game mechanic that he uses in his own, uh, his own book of rules that he's come up with called tracking errors, where anyone not involved in a scene can place anything in there. Yeah. And towards the end, man, we get, I think, the best use of that mechanic. A little carried away. <laughs> yeah. it, just stay tuned. It, it gets a lot. <laughs> it gets really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to do a script read. I would I would absolutely love to do a script read, especially of the first film, especially of the first film without any of the the edits. I want to see the shooting mm. script read every single scene. I would kill to do that. Yeah. But I don't if we haven't found a script yet, the chances of it happening are pretty Yeah, slow. I think the closest we came was like a transcribed Transcript. script. Yeah. Like someone Right. Watch the movie, wrote down all the dialogue, and that's the best we could find. Yeah, and if, if wow. we can't even get one from Bobby Herbeck, the guy who wrote it, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> he gave these, and it's beautiful. So what they have, and they gave them to the cast and crew, is these like professionally bound copies of the script that has the shooting script on one side, but then the storyboards on the other side. And I've found a couple of scans of these online and they're just beautiful. And you can even see storyboards of scenes that got cut from the film, but like that it, embossed and like leather bound. They're so cool. I'm like, I just Sounds want expensive. I just want it on printer paper where you still have to like tear off the perforated. Yeah. <laughs> and like a brass tack through it. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it'll go up at auction someday. Mm. I'm scrolling through the, uh, our zoom chat. Uh, Luke Allen asks, what is your favorite verb and why? <laughs> Yikes. Well, that's easy. <laughs> it's also my favorite adjective, and I don't think I should say it live on air. Uh, <laughs> wait, um, did you not? Verb. Oh, okay. Is this PG-13? Not that I'm, like, itching mm. to test it, but... Uh, I mean... Uh, you can do what you want. On- recent and previous usage, I would say uh, defenestrate is one of my favorite verbs. <laughs> You've nice. used that on the show before. I did. I like it. It's a fun word. <laughs> I am stumped. Well, favorite verb. Come back to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a, I don't, oh, I wasn't hey, expecting that. Here's to be a, a, really here's a good question. one that everyone's going to love. Moisten. Ew. Uh, and I already see people running out of this. Zoom yeah. call. It's, it's just, not, it's not a real verb, but I like the word re-kajigger. <laughs> it's a it's a made up word, but I you mean, can use that, it. That is a verb. You can use it for a lot of different things. I feel like I feel good. like if, if I had to pick a, a favorite verb, it would be like an onomatopoeia, like sound effect that could also be a verb. Like yeah, something like boink <laughs> <laughs> or squish or squish. What? Yeah. Um. Let's see. 
Uh, going back to Joshua Stevens from Facebook says, which TMNT character would you love to encounter in Up From Below that you haven't encountered yet? So maybe spoilers or... Um, yeah. Let me but, think about that. Who okay. would I love... Who from the movies would I love to encounter that we haven't encountered yet? You know who I would love to encounter is Jordan Perry. Mm. Yeah. I would say Pigeon Pete. <laughs> uh, when we first started talking about this, uh, we were like, you don't have to be a turtle. You can be Eddie Turtle's candy character. I was like, Pigeon Pete. Dibs on Pigeon Pete. <laughs> but didn't we come up with our own canon for what happened to Jordan Perry? Don't, I don't know if that's come out yet. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I would love to actually meet him in the show. I, I'd like to, I'd like us, I, I wish we had interacted with It's Just Dan now. Oh, oh Dan would have been a good oh. one. Danny, are you okay? Are you okay, Danny? <laughs> Dan. It's Dan now, Dad. <laughs> so Chad uh, clearly got fired from that job, right? Like, he wasn't there for any of the, like, in Turtles 2 or 3 when April was being reported. Like, he's just gone. They fired him. He, they canned him, right? Or he quit. He's like, I'm done with this. I'm going to take my son out to the suburbs and we're going to live, the, you know, that, that life. New York is dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe maybe he became, like, a high school principal or something. Something wholesome. Uh, he's got some serious high school principal vibes. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Because yeah. he wanted to keep an eye on Danny. Like, well, Danny's starting high school now, so I need to be the principal. Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh. Or teach the media arts class. Or like a computer programming class. <laughs> All right, we're getting too carried away. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we do. On the Charles Dandy storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yeah. to TMNT Minute, everybody. We really <laughs> love talking about that family dynamic, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So much, so much to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably better than the Casey and his son dynamic that you guys created. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes we get dark. <laughs> we, and if you haven't listened, the, I think the gist of it was that Casey Jones had a son that was murdered, and that's why he went on to be a vigilante. like an and, Yeah, and we, and we came to that conclusion because it seemed like a lot of his gear and his little golf bag on his back is child-sized. Right. Mm -hmm. you got to understand what a crumpet is. Oh, my God, he loved crumpets. So <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He wears the mask so people can't see him cry. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I also like yep. the theory that yep. he's just in Jones. Rikers for, for uh, the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? That is something. When we get to three, I feel like a big arc of it is going to be, where the hell has Casey been? Yeah. <laughs> he finally made bail. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> well, it turns out that guy we thought you murdered wasn't actually dead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good. Oops! I went back and recently re-listened to the first few episodes of season one, and I just have to say, it's amazing. Number one, how our on-air voices change, and, and clearly, it's not maturity. It's just, I guess, ease of like just being more relaxed. Everyone's voice is kind of dropped in <laughs> tension. And number two, just the audio quality. Like we clearly, and I'm sure everyone else figures this out too. When you're doing your podcast, there's like. Uh, uh, every 10 episodes it seems like your audio quality just gets better as you figure out better ways to do everything yeah well, well, in the first season rachel and i shared a single snowball mic yeah because that's all we had i'm such an audio nerd i completely changed the way i do up like up below up from below is mixed and and 
tweaked completely differently than season two of Turtles was. A whole different set of plugins and logic, like completely different. Um, oh, that's awesome. Uh, oh, there's an idea if you want to figure out how to get paid for this is you could just edit other people's podcasts. Yeah, or I could put a nail gun to my foot. Someone <laughs> yeah. uh, in the Movies by Minutes group is doing that. Um, my sure. hat off to you. That yeah. is you're the real hero. Yeah, that is my least favorite part of producing a podcast. <laughs> but I'm never gonna touch. You know well, what? Th that's that's where you'll make your money because you'll be like, hey, do you want to do your do do least it. favorite part of this? It's like, yes. My my favorite moment of my entire podcasting career is when Adam started a podcast, because when I came oh, okay. to him and was like, so season three, he's like, I can help edit, and I was like. Speaking of which, uh, shameless plug, uh, listen to Tales from the Short Box, my once weekly comics podcast. Sure. <laughs> Where we, we, we give a lot of love to the IDW series. I think I've talked about every issue since like 98. So it's all, it's all there. Early episodes recorded from this very table. Yeah, from this very dining room. Yeah. It's called a studio. Well, the studio's upstairs. We're just... It's the setup up there isn't really conducive to this kind of thing. You guys have very nice tchotchkes in the background, though. Uh, that that's our spice rack. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. The, the spices look, and you can't see it, but all our uh, liquor is over here behind Adam. Not that I can't see Adam's Nintendo controller synthesizer that I love so much. Oh, uh, that's in the other room. The piano case. There's also some Legos down here. Yeah, my view's not that good. <laughs> see folks tmnt minute hosts are just like us oh my god can we talk about the fact that this is also like we're coming out of the worst year of podcasting of our lives like the middle of season two was like dropped oh yeah um, like adam and rachel you guys were moving out of your house yeah we bought a house this house this house <laughs> this I, is the I, famous house that we bought i our don't house. like that whole time period is such a blur. I don't remember settlement. I don't really remember moving. Like Nobody was, remembers that. No. Yeah. It was all blur. And my mother passed away in March of that year. So I was like back and forth dealing with all that. And then Chris, we were about to record an episode and we're like, where's Chris? And he texted us a picture of like... It looked like a barbecue, like a close-up on a barbecue. And we're like, what's this? And Adam's like, I think that's his living room. And it yeah. was, it was yeah. a crater. You sent us a picture yeah. of a crater. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my uh, analogy for it, like to describe it, was it kind of looked like a, a screenshot from like Fallout 3 of like, you know, walking around somebody's burned out house. Because yeah. yeah. that's what I was doing. <laughs> I was just like, I sent you that, that, that picture. And I was like, I should probably tell him I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good, there was a good 15 minutes before between when you sent that picture and when you explained exactly what we were looking at. Yeah. You were horrified. Uh, uh, it was uh, not a great day. Oh, and my first day of work at oh, my new job. Good job. Yeah. Congrats. After I, after I had been like, uh, cut, like cast off from the last one. Man. So we had a year's head start on all this terrible end of the world crap. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So. And somehow we we managed to still finish season two, it's, even though it, it took us so long to get through it. It, was, yeah. it did. It was such a good, like, positive distraction, though. Like, once we got rolling again, it felt so good to get back into it. It felt so good to talk to you guys again. And actually yeah. having the podcast, having deadlines and something to do, 
made a lot of really unbearable stuff really, really bearable. Yeah. So. Awesome. The, the the turtle fan community is so great. Like our we have a great Facebook listeners group. A lot yeah. of you guys are in it. Um, and we've said it a hundred times. Like I've I've never had a negative interaction with turtles fans. Everyone has always been super supportive, super nice. Like, and yeah. it's it's just been great. Like we don't get trolls. We don't get like people shit talking us. It's all really good. Kind we get a bad review. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of bad reviews, but I'm kind of—I am frankly like surprised we haven't had to deal with more crap. It seems like a lot of other groups. Like I, you know, I go in there and I was like, "Oh, that's an ugly conversation they're having," <laughs> and it never comes. Not that I'm asking anybody to do that. Please don't. Please, um, we're open. We're having an opening in the position of troll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we need a resident jerk in yeah. our Facebook. Uh, no, we really don't. It's nice to have a jerk-free space. Did someone say <laughs> resident jerk? There we go. <laughs> take care of that. No problem. <laughs> Thanks, John. Yeah. yeah, I've heard horror stories and seen horror stories from some of the other movies by minute groups. I'm like, thank God. There's one I'm currently actively following. I'm not going to say yeah. what group or who, but it's been entertaining. <laughs> it is kind of like watching a dumpster fire sometimes. Yeah. You just sit there with popcorn. Uh, people are going to come to our page with kerosene and matches. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to jump back in with a couple more questions. And uh, this is from listener Jeff, Jeff Hamill, the cool Jeff. And Jeff wants to know, uh, he says, this might have been talked about on the show before, but what animal would each of you want to mutate with? Red panda. Oh, that's a good one. You had that ready to go. (laughs) Because that's my favorite animal. I love foxes and I love raccoons and a red panda is the perfect middle point between those two. They are pretty good. Yeah. Adam, any idea? Uh, It's a tough one. I mean, Pigeon Pete. uh, (laughs) No. uh, (laughs) You you do always like say you would like to be a frog or like you were a frog. I think I was a frog in a past life. Yeah. I I feel like, and in, in uh, the, the last few issues of Turtles and IDW, there's this teenage frog character so that I just <laughs> love immediately. Like I saw him in one panel, it's like favorite character in the series <laughs> right now. Yeah. So yeah, I think a frog is probably Yeah, because I've seen you like walk outside in the rain, you're like, ah. or it's like really like cold and just incredibly humid, like a thousand percent humidity. I'm like, that's a beautiful day. <laughs> I always feel like monkeys are my favorite animal. So like a chimp or a, like a spider monkey or something would be fun. But then there's also a big part of me that just wants to mutate into my dog, which is a Shiba Inu, just like mm-hmm. an asshole all the time. <laughs> Dude, I, I want to come back in my next life as a golden retriever owned by like a wealthy white family. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> because that dog is living his best life. <laughs> nice. Get a movie made out of you. Yeah. Your whole life. Learn to play basketball. Uh, I mean, I guess uh, a cat, some sort of cat, either a big cat or just a house cat, but cats. Yeah. I definitely want to stay mammal. Um, and uh, I, I, I like climbing and being quiet. And uh, <laughs> you do? Yeah. 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 I, I, I think I would prefer to be a, a predator animal than a prey animal. Uh, and cats are pretty cool. So, cat. Right on. Travis, what about you? What do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, when I grow up, I want to be 
I mean, I keep thinking of uh, a man bat from Batman and just how cool that would be. So I'd go bat. Yeah, bats don't have the best rep right now, but uh, that's very Yeah. yeah. I got it, you know. Man bat. I mean, echolocation is pretty cool, right? Yeah. Ooh, echolocate. That's my favorite verb. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. Callback. Um, I just I just recently hung a bat box in our backyard because our mosquito situation has gotten really bad. Yeah. There was a moment there I was like, do we really want to attract bats right yeah. now with everything that's yes. going on? Is it labeled like in the 60s Batman series? <laughs> bat box? No, I, we did spray paint a bat signal on it. Though. Yeah. Nice. Shark repellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. C- come to Pennsylvania. Our mosquitoes are plentiful. Yay. Mm. Yeah. We're really selling that backyard barbecue. Yeah. It, it is the bite me state, right? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not. I've never heard that before. Oh, mosquitoes bite as We need a soundboard. That's what we need, Adam. No, we we, we need we definitely need one if we're gonna do airheads. True. We can't do that one without a, without a soundboard. <laughs> okay, so in Seth Rogan's TMNT project, you know, whatever shape that takes form in. Um, are there any unused elements from the lore that you'd like to see incorporated? So it, there's so many good things. Like everything in Turtles has been done well once at least, right? There have been things that have done, been done badly several times, but everything's been done well once. The one thing that I have never really, like they, they never got it right 100% to the comics is triceratons i think they did really well in 20 what was it 2007 is that when the the or the 2003 cartoon um the tv series but it's also a really hard thing to do because like you can believe mutant turtles but can you believe alien triceratops dinosaur (laughs) but i don't know man there's this the neutrinos the neutrinos would be really good too chris i like that one i want to see the mausers yeah. Mm. Mousers would be good. I like this is my and I, I'll let you guys answer, but here's my thing. I because I love Turtles 90 so much, I would love to see Baxter and the Mousers, like that Ninja Turtles yeah. 2 storyline in a live action film. Seth's not gonna be live action, so it's not gonna be that. But that like that's my wish. But Adam, Rachel, you guys. Well, I, I, w- I would have said the Triceratons, but I knew Scott was going to roll over me on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I've always loved the Rat King. Mm. Um, oh, nice. And especially, they, they did the Rat King really well in the IDW series, and I'd love to see that take on that character on the screen. I think that'd be amazing. If I had to pick one thing, it would just be more uh, badass ladies. Like, more female representation. The yeah. 2012 series did it really well, but I want to see it done even more. Yeah, I mean, th- there were some problematic things about the 2012 series yeah. when it came to female characters, but... Yeah. There are there are characters, and Sophie has done a pretty good job with this in her run, of, of pulling out, you know, characters that were not really given a fair shake and writing them deeply. Characters like Mona Lisa, Alopex has been huge. Like, I, Alopex right now is my favorite thing going, and Rachel, you're <laughs> up from below yeah thank you 
Um, yeah, Alapex uh, and Mona Lisa have been, and Jenica have been phenomenal. Jenica, yeah. Uh, that would be fun to see. Like, let's write that into a movie. There's no, like, we've seen four turtles in. Cuddly the Cowlick. Cuddly? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Cuddly the floating cowhead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, inter- intergalactic wrestling would be a lot of fun. That would be fun. <laughs> Yes. That is that is one of the that is one of the bright spo- bright spots of reading the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures comics to to my son is is all the stuff with Dudley the. Oh. But Ed? <laughs> Ed? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My only fans. Um, can we answer the what mics do you? Yeah, need? I was just about to suggest that. Yeah, go for it. Well, I want to know what mic you're using. Is that a blue? It is. It's the Spark? blue Spark. Uh, maybe SL. Mm. Yeah. Blue makes a good microphone. Yeah, I started with the Blue, the Yeti, just yeah. because it was a nice entry-level USB mic. And then when I upgraded to uh, XLR, I went with the Blue Spark. But Scott, yeah, what do you got going on there? I, I'm also podcasting out of like my home music studio. So I have, I just, I love gear. So thank yeah. question. Uh, who asked it? It was Sean. Oh, Sean German. Yeah. Um, so I'm using a Shure SM7B, which is like my favorite vocal mic of all time. And it's running into a Focusrite interface, which is then running into my computer. Um, I used, I think I used an M Audio producer for some of season one, which is just a brighter USB condenser. This is dynamic and it's got a really fat low end. They use it to mic bass drums and do like, like Robin on the Howard Stern show uses this mic. I've been wanting that mic for a long time, mm. but I can I, never, especially cause I, I run a show with four people. I'm like, I don't want to get four of those. You will never get crosstalk with this microphone. It's great. It's so directional and it cuts out all like, there's sirens going on outside. I don't know if you can hear them, but it, it nope. just like, it just zooms in on what's in front of it. I love it. Yeah. So I guess out of all of us, I know the least about the microphones and our recording <laughs> situation. I have a Samsung Q2U a USB mic that has like other stuff on it that I don't use. Oh, so uh, nice- this is, this is the replacement mic uh, paid for by listeners like you. Uh, through the uh, Dueling Genre Patreon, which we have, uh, and we receive some funds for uh, for replacing mics when they get, you know, blown up in a fire. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, guys. That's that's specifically what the mics are for. We never thought we'd have to use it, and then, you know, Chris <laughs> blows his house up in a fire. <laughs> Adam, what do you got? So, um, for a while, we were we were both recording. She had a she was using a Snowball, and I was using a a Marantz. USB mic, but we kept running into issues when when you use two USB mics on a Mac, things get really weird and wacky. So I, I think I actually posted a thread to the the Movies by Minute uh, Facebook group, and from the recommendation of the guys from Star Wars Minute, I bought these mics. These are Behringer mics. They're kind of they were they were surprisingly inexpensive, but I've been getting surprisingly good sound mm-hmm. out of them. And then I have a Behringer uh, four-channel mixer. And I still use my Snowball for all my single recording stuff. If there's if there's one piece of advice I could give for podcasters who are not working in like a sound-treated room or a professional studio, it's get rid of your condenser mics and get a dynamic mic. Yeah, that was the best thing I could have done. Condenser mics, the ones that look like what, what Travis has there, they're super good mics. They have amazing audio quality. They're crystal clear. They'll pick up the whole frequency range. But the problem is they're super clear. They pick up the whole frequency range. So yeah. if it doesn't sound great, 
then your voice is going to sound like you're you're going to sound like you're echoey, right? It hears yeah. more of the room. You can get right up on a dynamic, and it gets nice and fat and round, and it makes you sound really present. And uh, it cuts out a lot of the the room noise just because of the design of the microphone. And with recording Tales from the Short Box, um, all four of us record in the same room. Typically, not lately because of all of the madness, but yeah, having having dynamic mics um, for that kind of setup is is the best because otherwise it would be a nightmare to try to edit. Yeah, I like the snowball, but like, yeah, I have to be like right up on it. Otherwise it's gonna pick up an echoey thing. And it still picks up the whole room. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, have to, I have to use the downstairs bathroom when you're recording because your <laughs> office is right up against the bathroom upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, my dream was to do like a uh, microphones and me uh, panel at uh, movies by minute Philly. That was like my 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 fantasy was to just do like a presentation on microphones and like things to plug them into. <laughs> Next year. Next year. Yeah. Here's yeah. Okay, so it's pop quiz time. <laughs> this uh -oh. is uh this is an actual question sent in by Mark from DCEU Minute, aka Hi, Mark Meadows on all social media. One second. One second. Do you guys remember <laughs> that time I went on a podcast and they asked me what minute things happened in? Oh. Movie. Yes, we remember that you remember that. I just want to brag about that. <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. Nope, that's okay. Uh, so Mark asks, and you can just kind of buzz in with the answer, but this is multiple choice. So oh. yeah, Mark asks, Tournament Fighters was a 2D fighting game modeled after Super Street Fighter 2 made in 1993 and produced by which game developer? Close. Midway Games, Konami, Capcom, or SNK? I believe that was Capcom. Anyone else? Konami. I, I mean, I know a lot of the games were made by Konami, so I'm going to go with Konami. Yeah, I think yeah, it's either Konami or Capcom, one of those. It is, it is Konami. Oh. Bam. I should have known Adam, that. Adam, you're off the show. I'll, I'll whip myself after this. <laughs> uh, I should have gotten that. Um, the last question last I voice. have um, comes from Jonathan Howell, and he asks, what ninja weapon would you use and you can't use what's already taken? Oh. oh. Chris is going to have a distinct advantage since he's like a master of yeah. weapon theory. I've always been partial to the uh, battle fan, mm. bladed battle fan. That's good. I like that. That's fun. I'll go last. All right. Um, Adam? Uh, I, I like the Tonfa. Okay. That's personally. So there's a choice. lot of versatility. Yeah. Um ah, man. Well, I guess I would go with that whatever that three nunchuck thing is. There's like a bow in the middle and then there's two like sticks on the end. It seems like it's impossible to use, but it would look cool. Mm. <laughs> and in I... the second season, I would just use a grappling hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say that. Uh, yeah, the the three chuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna poop on that choice. That's a terrible choice. <laughs> well, you don't um, like nunchucks, so why would you? I like don't like three chuck. A three chuck. I also I like that even. Well, <laughs> yes, I like that even less. I like that even less. The more the more joints you put into the chuck, the exponentially worse it gets. Um, but let's see. Oh, oh my goodness, that's just so hard. It's like flexible weapons are really cool, and I like Manrique Sigurdi, and I like the you know the sort of. Uh, I'm on a chain uh, weapons, uh, but since nobody took it, I'll just go with sword. You know, the ninjato, I don't really like too much. I don't like the straight blade. Um, and then just use katana, so I'll just take a katana. 
Mm. I just want to say Chris has been like invaluable in his ninja. Not like so many episodes yeah. are just like, so Chris, right? what the hell's happening? And he like, <laughs> this dude, he just knows his martial arts. And it's been such like a, a wonderful thing to have on our show because I don't know anything. Like I watch my, my sports have scripts. My fighting has scripts. So I don't, <laughs> yeah, like, but, but you're, you're our New York geography expert, Scott. Oh like, yeah. But you need to do more of those like shots where you like recreate the, the screenshot. Screen I, I wanted to, I wanted to go do a whole bunch of them and then I, I didn't cause lazy. And Miss Rona. I should, so, yeah, I, someone in the chat posted, what about combat cold cuts? I'd love combat cold cuts. <laughs> and I really think everyone should go to the Dueling Genre Tee Public page yeah. and buy our combat cold cuts t-shirt that I designed. You can also get a Tales from the Short bat Box uh, flu mask now, our, too. Our, our awesome, righteous, Bossa Nova, Chevy Nova t-shirt. Oh, someone has the shirt. Yeah! All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jonathan Carlisle just asked the question I've been wanting to ask ever since you started talking about mics, but yeah, it says, uh, is another benefit of the dynamic mic that you can touch it without additional noise? I mean, can you hear that? No. Mm -mm. Condensers, everything is super sensitive. I can go through and tell you the whole makeup of it if you want, but nobody wants that. But dynamics, there's not really moving parts in a condenser. There's, there's like moving parts. Like the, the thing that picks up the microphone is much more sensitive or picks up the, the air vibration is much more sensitive. It's called the diaphragm. Nice. Diaphragm. Diaphragm. <laughs> Thank I you, Mr. Tofty. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all the questions I have. I wanted to say before we get out of here, you know, thank you to, uh, to you, the excellent hosts, uh, Chris, Rachel, Adam, Scott. All right. There you have it live from Movies by Minutes at Home 2020. Thank you, Travis Bow, for having us, and thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.